0: If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us. If there's topics you'd love to have us address, we would love to share them with you. Let us know your impact and let us know your feedback. Hi, everybody. It's Tim Hagen, And today, welcome to another episode of Coaching Conversations. And we have a special guest with us, uh, Ben White from Titus Talent Strategies. And we have kind of a special relationship with this firm. We do business with them. We partner with them. We share our information with them. We share each other's thought leadership. It's really uh, what we call even a sister type of uh, relationship. It's really been a fantastic partnership. And so I want to welcome Ben to our episode today. Hey, Ben. Hey, Tim. Thanks for having me. Sure. Uh, tell, tell our audience a little bit about yourself. And uh, if you could, after that, tell us a little bit about Titus.
1: Yeah. So I, um, I'm i in the recruiting space. I, I work for Titus Town Strategies. I, I manage the, the Milwaukee team. Um, so I've been in recruitment for about 10 years now. Um, probably been 11. I should update that in my head. Uh, it's been 11 years. Um, and I've done it on the corporate side. I've done it on the agency side. Um, and I've basically spent my entire career in the, in the field of recruitment. Um, and I now work for Titus Talent Strategies. We are a talent management firm and we can do a lot of things for our clients, but we spend the vast majority of the time um, helping them address talent gaps, you know, finding out what exactly it is they are looking for, um, you know, really understanding their pain points, you know, what matters to them, and then going out and um, engaging passive candidates. So, you know, a way in which we're different is we don't post anything online. We don't have a database. The world is our database. You know, we find out exactly what's important to you, and then we go find those top performers that you otherwise would not be able to engage. And that's, that's what we cool. do. We can do a few other things, but that's the that's the meat and potatoes of it.
0: Well, and I think you know, obviously, both of our companies have been hit in very different ways um you know recruiting's been hit coaching's been hit you know positively potentially not so positively what are some of the things that you've seen in the talent development space in general um from you know candidates what companies are looking for how they've been hit etc what are what are some of your views
1: yeah you know what a what a weird year right uh, it started off um, you know i've i've been in recruitment like i said for about 11 years and i've never seen a year like this in the sense that it started off one way, right? It was it was a candidate market. You could not find the people. Um, you know, you posted uh, an ad mid-January for you know any sort of specialized role, and good luck. Uh, you fast forward three quarters, and those same people, um, there's a mountain of them. You know, there's so many people who are adversely impacted by by COVID and the way it hit the economy, um, really the global economy. That there are just so many different, um, so many different, you know roles that are just, you know, just aren't needed. And so many people who find themselves looking for a job when, you know, that they could trip over the opportunities that would have been available to them just, you know, a few months earlier. So, you know, I, what I've seen is a lot of adapting because it's been a roller coaster of a year. You're talking about, you know, record low unemployment to record high unemployment. And then, you know, what I've seen is an economy that's climbing back and a lot of people are hiring. Um, and that's dependent on industry, of course. But I think it's really just that right now. What I see is the constant juggling and adapting, and companies trying to be pragmatic in their hiring in case there is a little bit of a dip again. Um, so, it, you know, I would say it's it's a it's a hard year to predict. Um, looking forward, it is. Um, you know, I think there's a lot of optimism, but there's still there's still a little bit of trepidation there. Um, so, just from a you know, 10,000 foot view in terms of recruiting, you know, recruiting and, and hiring. That's, that's what I've, what I've seen so far. Um, it's, it's, it's been, it's been interesting.
0: Yeah. It's funny because I think sometimes we forget that we had a record low unemployment. That was only nine, 10 months ago. Right. I mean, think about that. And so yeah. from your vantage point and from Titus as a, as a general a resource for your clients in the marketplace. What what's some advice you would give companies? Because that's a pretty wide dip, you yeah. know, in terms of yeah. recruiting and talent management. What are some of your thoughts?
1: Yeah, you know, my my advice is, you know, to really think about your long term needs and think about the hiring that you're going to have to do, and don't wait. Um, don't wait until it's it's too late to start. I, I have a lot of clients, and they'll say, Hey Ben, we're looking at hiring this person in, in early. You know, early Q1. Um, and I think sometimes they underestimate the time that it truly takes huh. to go out and engage, to, to screen, to bring forward, get an accepted offer, assuming everything goes right and your person goes, Yeah, I want to start. And then they have this, you know, a two week period in which they're going to give their notice and then start. And then there's the onboarding and ramping up. Um, I think there's a lot of optimism going into 2021, um, but some companies are still being a little bit more cautious. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know i i I would say you know you need to evaluate that just given the timelines given how long things take um that you know that's a piece of advice i would probably give.
0: so it's interesting to hear you because one of the things as you know we don't do any recruiting or work in that field how is that interaction the recruiting conversation the place where you do recruiting how have those things changed because of the crisis
1: yeah. Well, there's a lot more people willing to talk to recruiters.
0: It's uh-huh. it's funny
1: how that kind of works, the ebb and flow of being a recruiter. Um, you know, in January, um, you know, you couldn't get candidates to talk to you, but you could get hiring managers to talk to you. And now, um, you know, you maybe the maybe the you know the hiring managers aren't as interested, but the candidates sure are. Um, so I you know, I've seen a little bit of a of a switch and a, a 180 there. I think um you know, I think one of the things that is is different and you have to be cognizant of as a recruiter is just to be sensitive to the situation. You know, a lot of people in a really tough, dire situations and they talk about um, COVID fatigue, you know, in general, just being tired of how things are and, um, you know, the restrictions and stuff. But imagine being a job seeker. in that time. Imagine being someone who is adversely impacted early March and maybe they've never found themselves in that position in their entire career. And now here they are after an arduous search of struggling and the ups and downs, let alone, you know, add, you know, add that to the fact that maybe they've got kids home who they're trying to help with Zoom school. It's just, um, it's a very challenging time. So I think one of the things that I, you know, or the recruiters or people in the space is just a general empathy towards the struggle people are, you know, have endured this year um, that, that came out of nowhere.
0: Well, it's funny because yesterday I was interviewing Dave Stevens from InPro and they've they've worked with your firm and he made one of the greatest comments. We were talking more about sales and virtual selling and sales coaching. And he said, we really have to change the way we interact with people because of everything, because especially salespeople, we can be so rhetorical. And I said, oh, what do you mean? He goes, you can't get on the phone with someone who works at a hotel and say, so how's business? Right because you're going to come off lacking empathy, lacking sensitivity. Have you noticed that in the recruiting field as well, that we've almost got to change our language in the way we approach not only clients, but also candidates?
1: Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. I would say with, with clients, it's, it's super clear. I mean, you'd have sure. to lack almost all emotional intelligence <laughs> just call Just and, and, and say some of those things. Um, but, you know, with candidates too, you know, it's, it's, it's the same thing. I mean, just like, you know a client you know just like a company is adversely impacted and they've seen a dip in their business you you see this the same thing with candidates who have been misplaced or you know they've been struggling they're just even the people who haven't been let go but they know their company is going through a hard time uh-huh. just existing can be stressful just the the concern like hey are we going to turn the corner as an organization um so i think you know when you call and you you reach out to candidates and you know hey i've got an opportunity I think you have to understand that there's a little bit more on the line right now. Like, they're like, well, if I make a change, I mean, how am I to know this company's in good financial standing? And there's right. always that concern, but there's certainly more concern now when you have economic volatility. Um, so, yeah, I, I think you need to be aware of that. You, you know, it is perfectly okay to say, hey, I know we're just talking. This is the first time we've talked, but how are you doing? How's yeah, everything yeah, yeah. going? Um, And I I think it's more welcome than ever.
0: Yeah. I, I had a client in March at a company that you guys work with as well. And it was really interesting. She was upset about the way things were going. She wasn't getting promoted fast enough. And she kind of spouted off a little bit that she had all these opportunities. And I think we were in February. And I remember saying to her, I said, just remember, the grass is not always greener. Things can change quickly. Now, I in no way am pretending I predicted the COVID crisis. Right. Um, she was interviewing with three companies and felt like she had her pick. Two went bankrupt. The third stopped hiring. Wow. And because of that, she really got faced a little bit with this mirror in her face, saying, mm, "We kind of heard what you're complaining about." And she's rebuilding her career, and it was a really good lesson for. Her, and she's taking the lesson. It has really just changed so quickly in such a short period of time. So if you were to give, let's say, candidates in general you know, one or two bits of uh, advice, what would you say because of everything that's gone on and as we enter 2021?
1: Yeah, the best piece of advice I think I can give is just to understand um, how few and far opportunities might be. And because of that, preparation is so important. Mm. Um, I remember really early on in my career, um, going to interviews and just saying, you know what, Ben, you are a people person. You are a (laughs) talker. Is research truly necessary? The answer is a is an overwhelming yes. Yes, it is necessary. Um, so for me, you know, the the one piece of advice I would give is that as the market becomes more competitive, it only becomes more important to go into interviews and any sort of situation where you're networking to be more prepared. You know, don't just wing it. Um, there are too many people who are um, you know, have a similar skill set, similar ability, similar background. Um, there is just very little margin for error, um, and you should prepare as such.
0: Well, and I and I think about um, even some of the adaptability with coaching. Now, we've been doing yep. virtual coaching. You guys have been a virtual company for ten plus years, so both yep. our companies kind of gravitated into this time probably better than some other firms, just because of our own internal practices. Yet, I look at salespeople today. I mean, we have to sell completely differently than being in the person's office. Have you found that with candidates that they need to prepare more for that? Is as, as something they probably didn't have to like 10, 12 months ago, being virtual, being, I know video interviewing's out there, but this has really kind of changed things for the candidate from that perspective as well. Would you agree?
1: Oh, absolutely. I would say that it probably fast forwarded the adoption of video interviews a decade. Yeah. In like a, in, a, in in 10 months, we probably accomplished what would have taken 10 years. I mean, there are people who had uh. never done that ever, like in their entire life, had never done a video interview, and now have probably done five to six of them. Um yeah, I it's it's so interesting from my perspective because I used to have candidates, you know, a year ago be like, Oh, video, why? Just have, I want to go meet people. Let me shake some hands. I'm like, I totally. And now it is it is so commonplace. It's a one eighty.
0: Yeah. Well, and I, I think about, you know, just with sales, the long term effects and I would say positively. And I, I read something by McKinsey that 68% of buyers today prefer virtually buying versus having someone come to their office and sell them, which I thought was interesting. Do you, you, you mentioned video interviewing being fast forwarded 10 years. Do you see any other changes that you think will be more sustainable because of what we just went through?
1: oh yeah i I see flexibility as the next frontier on uh talent attraction and retention yeah. competition um you know the you can't unring this bell right you had people who were doing a job and they've probably wanted some flexibility and the employer said, hey ben, you cannot do your job from home that is impossible well 2021 hits and it's July and Ben is successfully doing his job from home and so many people have seen yeah. We absolutely can do this remotely. And there are companies who have adapted and they said, okay, yeah, you know, we're going to do this and we're going to do it moving forward. And then you have companies who I know as soon as they can, they're going to revert back to saying, no, we want you on site. And I totally understand the merits of that, but they're going to have to compete against those companies who offer flexibility um, to candidates. And that, that is going to be tough.
0: Yeah. That's going to be interesting. I haven't thought about it from that standpoint, because I would tell you, We have a client out in New York who um, was in the midst of building an addition, and they canceled the addition and saved about, from what I've heard, a million, million and a half bucks, and then they found out that their people really enjoyed working from home, and it was really interesting because when they found that people enjoyed that, they had never done a virtual training session, virtual meeting with customers. It was always an office, gorgeous place. And it really has had a positive impact on them. Now, if they had challenging times, of course, you know, we both know that. So it's okay. interesting to hear you say that. So one last bit of uh, advice that you would give to whether it's companies today or candidates uh, is kind of a summary statement based on what you've seen in the marketplace this year.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I would say I'm going to I'll start with the candidates here. Um, you know, I, I've given the advice of. um you know, I, I've given the advice of being prepared. So I'm going to reiterate that because I just feel like it is absolutely so mission critical to go in and be the best version of yourself. But I would say um, one of the things that I don't think people do, you know, people, you know, they touch up their resume, they touch up their LinkedIn profile, they apply. But I think one of, the pe- one of the things people don't do that they could do more of if you are in the job market is network. And, you know, lean on some of those relationships you've built. People are People build relationships you know, they 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 make these friendships at work and then they go to a different place. And sometimes they tend to forget about those friendships. Um, but now is a great time because you can only apply to so many roles to reach out to some of the people that you've worked with in the past and go, hey, I just want you to know I'm in the market. I really enjoyed our time to- together. I respected you as a, as a colleague. If you think of anything that might be a good fit for me or you know of any openings where it might benefit me to learn about them, please let me know. Um, just because I feel like it 's a different avenue, so many people you know they set up alerts, they look on indeed, they look on LinkedIn, um, but don 't forget about people and those relationships and and people you 've made an impression on and an impact on um, in the past and then for for organizations um, don't forget about candidate experience. It is so important. people have been through a really challenging year, just like you as an organization have been through a really challenging year. Um, And one of the ways that every single company competes when it comes to talent attraction and ultimately retention is by giving them a great experience as a candidate. um, And then and then, of course, onboarding, you know, those things impact retention massively.
0: Well, and I think sometimes I love the advice about networking, because I would tell you for us, you know, some of our traveling clients stopped this year. And I have found that we've been more productive with relationship building we have more time to invest in phone calls and Zoom sessions. And it's really changed because I think we often think about relationships just being sitting down at a coffee shop. And one of our sectors we work in is agricultural. They like to be on the farm. They like to be with the grower because they can share in that. They're finding out the same thing that this is saving a lot of time. Now that does not diminish the value of being in person with somebody but it really has kind of helped the industry evolve in terms of the way we look at networking talent acquisition talent retention things like that yeah awesome awesome. well thanks ben i appreciate it and uh, let me give a little bit of an editorial we have uh seen firsthand what titus does if you're looking for a firm that does some really creative work and uh as Ben said, their their primary focus is recruiting, but they do so many things. They have a great assessment platform, Predictive Index, that they partner with that does some really great things for candidates inside and outside organizations. If you're looking for an organization uh, to help you with talent acquisition, there is no one better than Titus. Thanks for your time, Ben.
1: Thanks, Tim. Appreciate it.
0: Thank you for listening to another episode of Coaching Conversations by Tim Hagen and Progress Coaching. Now, our company is always coming out with new and innovative solutions to help leaders coach their employees. And recently, we just created a new service called Coach to You, where leaders can pick and choose topics and assign seven to twenty-one day programs for employees to learn, and more importantly, apply actions and then reflect and share what they're going to do going forward as a result of the learning. It's called